Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What is up guys? I just finished watching the Monday night football game. Washington takes down the Seahawks. Honestly, that whole game was kind of just sad to watch. That Seahawks offense, it's just kind of embarrassing, you know, knowing what they could be, the fantasy studs they should have with Russ. You got Metcalf, Lockett, and it is just not coming together. Very, very unfortunate and hard to watch, but that is not what we're here to talk about in this video. We're going to be going through my start sits at the running back position. So breaking down every single week 13 matchup and listing every fantasy relevant running back is either a start or a sit. And let's just get right into the Thursday night matchup where we have the Cowboys taking on the Saints. And both of these backfields are currently dealing with some injuries. You know, normally this would be an easy Zeke start, Kamara start. That is not the case this week. So for the Cowboys, there's been some rumblings that they're kind of going to sit Zeke, you know, maybe for a week or two, let him heal up and then have him back, you know, for the playoff run. But apparently he logged a full practice this week. So we don't really know what's going on there. Basically, what I would say is that if Ezekiel Elliott is playing, I still think you have to start him unless you have some stud options, you know, at the running back position. If Zeke does not play, Tony Pollard is a locked in start, like almost a mid-tier maybe even high-end RB1 if Zeke misses. If Zeke plays, but they're kind of limiting him, then I think you could still plug in Tony Pollard as someone who's probably going to see some receiving work and can still get it done on the ground. For the Saints, this really is just going to come down to who is active and healthy. Alvin Kamara did log a practice this week, so if he is able to go, he's a locked-in start, and you're sitting Mark Ingram. If Alvin Kamara is out once again and Ingram is back, then you're starting Ingram. If we have a situation like last Thursday where both Kamara and Ingram are going to be out, you know, I was someone who was forced to play Tony Jones Jr. in a 20-team league. Obviously, that did not go well. So if Kamara and Ingram are both out again, I think you just fade that Saints backfield. Moving on to Sunday, we have the Giants taking on the Dolphins. And for the Giants, Saquon Barkley has not put together, you know, some nice numbers since returning from that ankle injury. But what are you going to do? You got to keep plugging him back into your lineup. We know he has the talent. This offensive line is rough. The overall offense is not good, but I do think he's going to pick it up down the stretch. And then for this Dolphins team, you basically just got to keep firing Miles Gaskin in as like a solid RB2, maybe a nice flex play on your team. The efficiency is not there, but he keeps getting the touches and getting into the end zone. We did see Philip Lindsay get some work in that offense. I don't think he's going to be anything more than just a backup to Gaskin. Obviously, he got some work, but that was because they were up early in the game. So, you know, some garbage time touches. I still think Gaskin is the guy there. In this Colts-Texans matchup for the Colts team, I mean, this is just lined up to be a Jonathan Taylor massacre game. One of those games where he goes out like 150 plus yards, pair of touchdowns, something like that. The Colts should just run through the Texans. And that is going to be to the benefit of Jonathan Taylor, who is clearly a start. I'm going to be sitting his backup, Naheem Hines. And then for the Texans, you just want to avoid this backfield at all costs. So David Johnson and Rex Burkhead are both going to be sits. We have a divisional matchup between the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. And this could actually be a matchup of backup running backs. This would be a great, you know, RB matchup if you had Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift healthy. Unfortunately, that does not look like it is the case. So for the Vikings, 
Cook is dealing with a few different injuries here, and he is expected to miss you know, one to two weeks at the least. And if that happens and Cook is out, then you fire in Alexander Madison as a great running back play. In the waiver wire video I did yesterday, I think I said he's like a borderline RB1. I kind of want to retract that, but not saying he's not that. I think he is a locked in RB1. You feel so confident having him in your lineup. And so he is a clear, clear start for the Lions. I think there's probably a better chance that DeAndre Swift plays than Dalvin Cook. But Dan Campbell did come out and kind of sounded hesitant on whether or not Swift was going to return. So if Swift does not play, I think you can throw in Jamal Williams as a solid RB play because if he can get those valuable touches, meaning the receiving work and the red zone carries, then he's honestly a solid like RB2 start, probably like a mid-tier RB2 with some higher potential if he does get into the end zone. We have the Eagles taking on the Jets next. For the Eagles, this backfield is always kind of hard to dive through. I did end up listing Miles Sanders as a start. Do I love it? Not really, but I still think he can get the job done. We'll see You know what happens with the RB2, RB3. Jordan Howard did not play in week 12, so we saw Boston Scott operate as the RB2. We'll see how that kind of shakes out. But either way, Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, you know, whoever plays, they're both going to be sits for me. And then for this Jets team, I mean, this is a full-on committee with Michael Carter on IR. We saw Tevin Coleman lead the backfield in carries. Personally, I thought this was going to be a great opportunity for Ty Johnson. That was not the case. He was not very involved. We even saw a guy by the name of Austin Walter get very involved. So, I mean, just a three-headed committee here. And I don't think you can trust any of these guys. You know, none of them produced very well at a fantasy level in a game where they were up against the Texans. They're probably not going to be up in many more games rest of season. So just fading this backfield altogether. In a much better running back matchup, we have the Cardinals taking on the Bears. For the Cardinals, I'm just going to be assuming that Chase Edmonds is not returning from his ankle injury. And even if he does return, I still think you feel very comfortable with James Conner as a start in your lineup. Someone who's like a fringe RB1 with Edmonds out. For the Bears, David Montgomery has not been lighting up the stat sheet, but you still just got to keep plugging him in. He's going to have down games and a bad offense, but he's still someone who's going to be logging like 20 plus touches a game. They're going to be feeding him the ball and he's going to end up having some better performances in the future. In this next matchup between the Chargers and the Bengals, this is a battle between two stud running backs. Both of these guys are locked in. Really don't need to go too in depth on this. Austin Eckler, lock in your lineup. Same thing with Joe Mixon. Another really solid running back matchup here in this divisional game between the Bucks and the Falcons. For the Bucks, I mean Leonard Fournette coming off of a four touchdown performance. I've been basically telling people all season long, buy low on Lenny when you can. He's the clear workhorse here, and he kind of finally had that breakout, really, really monster game for the Bucks. And then for the Falcons, I'm someone on the opposite end. I was trying to sell high on Cordero Patterson. Looking back on it, that was not the play because Cordero Patterson just continues to feast, and he is someone who needs to be locked into your lineup every single week. Even in a matchup against the Bucks' run defense, which is very, very solid, Patterson doesn't rely you know, only on his work on the ground. He can totally get it done in the air as well. So two really solid starts in this game. We're kind of on a run here with these nice fantasy RBs. In the next game between the Jaguars and the Rams, I like both of these starters. James Robinson and Daryl Henderson 
are both very confident starts in your lineups. And it looks like we're just going to keep rolling with the nice plays at the running back position. The Washington football team takes on the Raiders. You know, we did see the Washington football team play last night. It was kind of encouraging to see Antonio Gibson's usage. He definitely got some more work in the receiving game. Hopefully JD McKissick is okay. He was carted off the field, so we definitely don't want to see, you know, any serious injury there. But either way, I still think Antonio Gibson is a really solid start. JD McKissick, in my opinion, is not. We did see him get into the end zone twice, but he's going to have those huge boom games. And then next week, he's going to go out, get like five carries, two targets, and do absolutely nothing. That's what happens with these kind of, you know, third down backs who have a little bit of a receiving role. They have some boom games, then it just falls back to earth and they do nothing. And then you actually start them in those bad games and they're on the bench in the good games. So just something I want to avoid entirely. In this Raiders game, I'm going with Josh Jacobs as a start. He had a really nice performance on Thanksgiving. I think he's going to continue that rest of season. A really solid RB2 play every single week. I'm going to be sitting his backup, Kenyon Drake. Just not enough consistent work. And he doesn't have a monopoly over that receiving work. We've seen Jacobs be very involved in that category. So Jacobs is a start. Drake is on the bench. In a divisional game between the Ravens and the Steelers, this one was kind of a fringe call here with Devonta Freeman. I ended up listing him as a sit. Same thing with Latavius Murray. I do just think this is a total backfield by committee between these two guys. Tyson Williams is just not involved. It's Freeman and it's Murray, but really there's just not a lot of receiving work and you're very reliant on one of these guys getting into the end zone. So I'm just gonna try to fade that. I've been fading that with the Broncos all season and I'm gonna take my own advice here and do it in this Ravens backfield. For the Steelers, no brainer here. Najee Harris is a lock every single week. Then we have the 49ers taking on the Seahawks. For the 49ers, even though Debo Samuel has basically transitioned into a running back, they are still feeding Elijah Mitchell the ball. And he's a very solid, honestly, probably like fringe RB1, you know, probably at worst, like a high-end RB2 option. For the Seahawks, there's just nothing going on in this running back room. You cannot trust any of the guys there. So Alex Collins, DJ Dallas, whatever guy you want to talk about, they're all going to be sits. And then we've got Sunday night football between the Broncos and the Chiefs. I mentioned the Broncos backfield earlier. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, they're still splitting the touches 50-50. And it's just not something I want to be involved in, especially on an offense that's not going to put up a lot of points. For the Chiefs, I was very encouraged to see CEH's workload in his first game back. Then they had a bye, so he should, you know, be fully healthy from that injury. It should be behind him, and I think he is very startable moving forward. I'm going to be sitting at Daryl Williams because if CEH is getting, you know, that solid RB1 workload, there's just not going to be enough touches to go around. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, this should be a really solid game just from an overall, you know, fan perspective. But for fantasy at the running back position, just not seeing a lot of great options here. For the Patriots, this has really turned into a full-on committee with Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and Brandon Bolden. So I don't really trust any of those guys against a fairly solid Bills defense. For the Bills, I feel even less confident in their running back by committee. We saw Zach Moss was actually a healthy scratch. So Matt Breida played. Don't trust Breida. Don't trust Singletary. If you're a healthy scratch, there's no way you can be listed as a start the next week. So really just fading every running back in these two committees. But that is going to wrap it up for this week's running back start sit. 
If you guys enjoyed the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And then if you have any fantasy questions, you know, this could be start sits, waiver wire, trade advice, just drop it down below in the comment section and I'll be responding to every single person. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you go check out my wide receiver start sits, which are going to be coming out today. But thank you guys so much for all the support and I'll see you next time.